what happens as a result is then that okay we tend to do that because we are afraid of men's sexuality or we misunderstand it um, we think it's bad or wrong so let's shame and blame it so they get disconnected from it but then men turn into um, more feminine beings so they're not connected rooted intersexuality in that primal instinctual nature and then we're starting saying things like where are the real men uh, why aren't there actually like masculine men what happened like why isn't he leading me um, what's the problem what's so difficult Welcome to the Feminine Way podcast. My name is Dika and I'm a Tantra teacher. I'm on a mission to make Tantra and Tantric wisdom modern and down to earth. And I support and work with feminine leaders and entrepreneurs to use this wisdom in their daily lives, relationships and businesses to activate more love, intimacy and pleasure. In this episode, I start off diving into all the unhealthy patterns in which we as women bring out the worst in men and how we then disconnect them from their masculine power. From there, I explain how to shift that around so you can start bringing out the absolute best in men, so you can actually receive their love, care, attention, and presence, not only in your romantic partnership, but in the men all around you. Now, if you're feeling called to learn more about this topic, make sure to listen to the very end of this episode as I will be revealing a brand new workshop that I'll be giving. I cannot wait. And if that's the same for you, just head straight to the podcast description where you can find all the info. For now, I would say grab yourself a cup of tea and enjoy. Hello from Bali. I landed back on this beautiful island a few weeks ago and I'll be spending here basically the summer, the next few months, organizing trainings and retreats and at the same time being a student myself and really learning, diving into more and soaking up a whole bunch of new tantric wisdom. I am currently actually in the lunch break of the color light therapy practitioner training that I'm currently in um, and I'm sitting outside so if you are hearing some surrounding sounds that is Bali life doing Bali so just so you're aware and I'm going to do my best to squeeze in as much value as possible in the limited amount of time that I have because I felt really passionate about the subject of today and somehow it's been coming up in my life and I was like I want to share about this and specifically it has to do with men and the relationship we have with men and how to bring out the best in them. Now Tantra has a lot of wisdom and insights to offer on this subject because Tantra is all about weaving together of opposites and we're living in a, a life that consists of opposites in many different shapes and forms. So we have the masculine and the feminine, the sun and the moon, day and night, left and right and I could continue and so because of this duality world um, we're basically sometimes struggling to find a way to bring those two together and specifically when it comes to one of the biggest opposites in life or the thing that we bump in all the time because we're human and we're trying to interact and just do daily life and that is around the differences between men and women and how to create how to bring those together how to weave men and women together how to form that bridge so together we can support and we can basically rise together in love in awareness in consciousness and to create this reality where we live in this ultimate feeling of bliss and ecstasy which only comes from bringing these opposites together so bringing men and women together not by trying to make them the same but actually by fully honoring the opposite way in that they are so fully honoring a woman as being a 
as a woman and fully honoring a man being a man. And only in that way, it will be possible to bring them together because we are designed exactly like lock and key. So we are designed to perfectly match and fit together. But in order to do that, one needs to be fully a lock and one needs to be fully a key. If we're starting to trying to adapt that, then the lock and the key don't really fit. And that's where a lot of friction comes from. And a lot of feeling of unfilment, like something doesn't work, something doesn't click, I don't feel understood, like what kind of language are you talking, who are you, like you must be a completely different like being. Um, but at the core of it all, something to remember is that we are all humans and that we have more in common than that we are different in a way. But sometimes we tend to only put the focus on the differences um, because there are more evident and that's the problems and they create the problems where we often run into in daily life. So I want to shine some light in this episode on some of those differences, but specifically on the topic of how to bring out the best in men. So how to really create this space where a man is fully honored, loved, respected, accepted in his masculine um, and in that way, supporting him to show up to support the feminine as well and to create this beautiful, natural dance of the men, of the masculine and feminine, of Shiva and Shakti, of men and women. Now, in order to answer that question, like how to bring out the best in men, I first want to shine some light from the basically the opposite side of that question onto how do we bring out the worst in men as women? Um, and probably you'll be recognizing some of these patterns because many of us are taught to basically bring out the worst in men. Um, there is ways in which we've been programmed, conditioned, just in general, also for men and as women, to bring out the worst in each other instead of to really just, um, yeah, honor and worship each other. Uh, we've been taught to shame and blame and to compete. Um, so it will what is really important here is that you just take a little bit of a back seat in your awareness field, let's say like that, in your presence. So when I'm sharing these things, being curious of if you recognize certain patterns in yourself, yes or no, and whether those patterns are actually serving you or not. So that's a really, really good question to ask. And a lot of these ways, which I'm going to be diving into, um, I have to say I'm totally guilty. I have definitely done all of these things um, and at the same time I'm trying to shed more light on it and basically shift it to how to bring out the best in men. Now what's been really fun for this episode is that it's based on a lot of my personal experience um, on, not only in my own life but also working with clients and working in this field of Tantra for the past years and at the same time um, I had a little interview with Modestus the other day and it really it led to actually a really beautiful conversation where I was just basically I was asking him really honestly to be like hey how can I bring out the best in you what are like three ways in what I can do better um, because I'm also fully aware that even though I'm sharing on this subject and there's going to be lots of value and things that um yeah, will support you in bringing out the best in men is that I am not a man and at the same time, I'm not perfect. So I have lots of things to learn when it comes to this as well. But my intention is to really shine some light on this, to create more awareness around it and for you to start questioning and uh, becoming more curious on how can we, as men and women, best support each other. And also, at the same time, these this subject, every single time I was in a Tantra retreat, when it comes to differences between men and women, it was... 
so relatable. It was one of the subjects that I felt really attracted to, really curious about, and that has taught me so much, um, also on a very practical level that I've been able to implement in my relationships. Um, I say relationships because for sure this episode is valuable when you're in a romantic relationship with a man. At the same time, if you're single or yeah, wherever you're at, basically half of the population is still men. So we interact on a daily basis with men. Um, and these principles are not just connected to romantic relationships. Um, some might be, and I will, I will specify that when that's the case. But a lot of these principles are applied to men in general. And so the beautiful thing is that understanding this concept will help you shift the way you look at men, you, the way you perceive at men, and start to actually bring out the best in them. And so in that way, you're going to be feeling more supported, more held, more protected, more provided for. And it will probably start to open your eyes to a world where instead of us, as I mentioned before, we're having to compete, we can actually work together. And we can actually be a team where we as women don't have to be the same as men. We can just be women. And at the same time, inviting men to be men at the same time. Um, and that's where really the magic happens and life becomes super beautiful and fun and like, yeah, basically like a new kind of element or dimension will be added to that. And this, this heaviness of like, yeah, trying to be something that you're not will basically drop away. Because as women, what are we taught? In a way, we're taught to behave like men. Uh, the feminist movement even though I'm all for uh, being equal and having equal rights, what it at the same time has been doing is that it's not been actually honoring or activating or inviting feminine qualities and those feminine qualities being seen as valuable. No, it's been actually being, uh, it's, it's helped, it's pushed women to be more masculine because only the masculine qualities are valued in this life. So, and as women, we are very adaptive. It's one of our superpowers, our adaptiveness, because we're constantly changing. And so we started to adapt. And as adaptiveness is one of our superpowers, we, if we set our, our like intention, our mind on adapting to something, we tend to be really, really good at that. And so that means that a lot of us as women have become really good at being masculine, at trying to behave like men, even to the point that sometimes um, we're like, like, I wouldn't say better than men, but we've like almost mastered the skill and pushed men out of um, out of their role, like almost like, okay, you're not necessary anymore. And that's not true at all, because I also know that basically everyone that's listening here will have this longing. The feminine heart will always have this longing. The feminine has this like desire to just be supported, to be held. Even if you are a strong, independent woman, there will always be this, this whisper, this voice of you that's like, but actually, I, I would really also just like to surrender more and to let go of control and be led and supported and, um, yeah, fully like just be able to be in my flow and in my feminine. And that's just a natural desire. Um, and by us pushing that away, by disconnecting from it and just being focused on being strong, being independent, doing our own thing, we've become so good at that that we basically pushed men out of the way and not giving them any space almost to the point that sometimes we've turned them in becoming more feminine um now i'm not saying that this is only women's fault it's just a dynamic that's been playing out in life and it's up to us to start shifting that dynamic if we don't like it okay 
that was a little bit of an introduction into the subject, but let's dive into how to bring out the worst in men. Um, I have a beautiful list here, which I'll be going through step by step. Um, also, what I wanted to share is that there's a book that I highly recommend, which dives also really into this subject. It's one of my favorites, and I'm currently reading it again, and it's called The Queen's Coat of Alison Armstrong. Alison Armstrong in general has a really beautiful body of work all around uh, the differences between men and women and how to bring us closer together and how to understand women, how to understand men. So I highly recommend that. Also, two really beautiful books to read are The Female Brain and The Male Brain. Um, to start understanding, yeah, how the male brain functions differently than the female brain. Um, because that's another beautiful thing to understand and to be aware of is that the things that I'm sharing, um, even though they're in general, at the same time, they apply to and they're connected to biological principles, um, which means that there's just because we're wired in a certain way. So even though as a woman you have your own inner masculine and your own inner feminine qualities and some have natural uh, draw towards more masculine qualities or feminine qualities, I don't want you to start mind-fucking yourself too much about all of this, trying to understand. But what's important is that you know that we have a feminine biology. We as women are built in a certain way. Our body is built, our hormonal system is built in a certain way that affects our behavior, our thoughts, our emotions, um, so it impacts, yeah, the way we move through life. And the same goes for men. They are built in a certain way. Their biology works in a certain way. Their hormonal system works in a certain way, which affects their behavior, their mental activity, their emotions, their their way of functioning. And so basically a lot of these principles and differences um, can be traced back to that instinctual nature. Okay, how to bring out the worst in men. First of all, I love the way Alanson Armstrong specifically describes this, is that what we tend to do as women is treat men as if they are hairy women. Now, what she means with that is that we tend to treat men as if there are women that are misbehaving. Because as and this is how we work as individuals. We have a certain way of being. Now we live only in that little world. And so very often we see, or like we approach life from the glasses that I'm wearing from my own perspective. So as a woman, I'm looking into the world and I'm perceiving things from my feminine perspective. And the same goes for men. Now, if we only use these like women's glasses and only that perspective, and we look at men, and we look at their behavior and the way they're doing things, we tend to classify them as like, you're not being perfect compared to a, a woman, how a woman is and needs to be. Like you are misbehaving, you're a hairy woman. Uh, why is that happening? Now, the invitation is to actually start asking yourself the question, like, what if they were like perfectly fine exactly as they are? What if there's like nothing wrong with them? And what if they have like a logical reason for anything that they do, for their behavior, the things they say? Um, and so that is a, a really interesting question just to ask yourself, to be able to be, to be curious on like, could I look at men from that perspective? So instead of looking at them from the perspective of they're just, I'm a woman, they're behaving differently, so they must be misbehaving women or hairy women. What if they're like, their unique kind and what if they are 
like perfectly fine exactly as they are. And the only thing that you need to be doing is to take off those glasses and to open your mindset, to open your way of looking at it and being curious to really are like, okay, this is a different kind of being. I'm fascinated. I'm curious. How can I get to know you? How do you function? How do you work? Why do you behave like that? Why do you say this? Um, instead of taking it personal, instead of um, comparing it with yourself. So but this is basically one of the ways in which we bring out the worst in men is that we treat them from that point of view. Um, from like, okay, I'm a woman. You're not functioning as a woman. So what's wrong with you? You're doing something wrong. And that basically triples into all the other things and patterns that I'm going to be diving into next is is that um, that way of looking to men. Um, and so one of the other ways in which we bring out the worst in men has to do with a pattern we call emasculating men. So basically blaming and shaming their masculinity. Um, I'm going to write down a few things because Modestus also had some beautiful things to say about this. He's like... When women tend to complain and nag, um, when, yeah, we're starting to judge them and blame them for like, okay, you're being too insensitive. You're not doing this right. Complaining of that he didn't do that. You didn't solve this thing. You didn't fix that. Why is this still here? So this constant complaining, nagging, um, judging, and at the same time, um, when we as women are trying to control everything, when we're trying to like really do it our way, that tends to bring out the worst in men. Because basically, then we don't give them space to lead, to do things their way and maybe blow our brains out in the sense of like, oh, I wouldn't have thought of that or do it in a way more efficient way. Um, so to, by trying to control everything, being a control freak, you're definitely not bringing the best um, out of men. Basically, it will lead to, yeah, basically men being at their worst around you because you kick them out of the role and what they're built and designed for which is to, to lead to support to to serve the feminine um now other ways in which we tend to emasculate men is by blaming and shaming their sexuality so i i know there's a lot of different stories out there which i used to believe about men too the things we say and like again start paying attention to the things you say about men even with when you're with friends um just around in the work environment anywhere else we tend to say things as like they only think with their dick or they only like think with their balls um like men are cheaters like why do they like always like just yeah, can't keep it into their pants. Um, there's tons of kind of statements like this out there, which basically blame and shame men's sexuality. Um, while doing this, basically what we're doing is cutting off their balls. By cutting off their balls and connect, disconnecting them from their sexuality, we disconnect them from one of their biggest um, power centers, masculine power centers, is the sex center. Um, there's two other masculine power centers, um, which I won't be diving into right now, but it's really important to understand that when we overstep that, when we judge or blame or shame that, then we cut them off from one of their power centers, and then we basically take their power away. And what happens as a result is then that, okay, we tend to do that because we are afraid of men's sexuality or we misunderstand it. Um, we think it's bad or wrong. So let's shame and blame it. So they get disconnected from it. But then men turn into 
um, more feminine beings. So they're not connected, rooted intersexuality in that primal instinctual nature. And then we're starting stating things like, where are the real men? Uh, why aren't there actually like masculine men? What happened? Like, why isn't he leading me? Um, what's the problem? What's so difficult? Um, and so then again, it doesn't lead to us as women being fulfilled. Um, so in that way, again, we bring out basically the worst in men and it leads to unfulfillment in both men and women. Now, another way that we bring out the worst in men is by us mothering men. This is a, a dynamic that tends to happen specifically also in romantic relationships, uh, sometimes even more when a woman becomes a mother because that energy, that archetype is just more alive in her. And even like, so if you are a mother, it's even more important to bring awareness to this pattern. Like if you want to be in a romantic connection and relationship with a man or with your partner, um, you need to kind of be able to shift modes because what we tend to do as women is mother them and treat them as little little boys now when we do that we don't really empower them to be men um, we don't really invite that really strong masculine that kind of feeling we don't invite that out of them instead we make them small and little um, so we can nurture and 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 take care and and be cute now there is nothing bad in general with this pattern like one of the feminine superpowers is nurturing and caring for and men love to be cared for and love to be nurtured um, so there is a, a fine balance here however when it tends to lead into over over caring over nurturing like starting to do everything for them taking care of them all the time um, and that becomes just like a normal thing um, where it's not just like once in a while or with a specific intention or with really connected to love but more with this um, kind of shadow feeling of just like keeping men small by mothering uh, mothering your men or mothering men in general like treating them as little boys now this will definitely not bring out the best in men it brings out the worst in the sense of then they become like little kids and then we are as women saying things as like men are just like little kids like they can't really show up they're never responsible um like why can't he just step up like why i don't know does he need to play video games all the time like what is he a little boy um meanwhile we bring him lunch and breakfast all the time and cook dinner and and treat him like a like one of our kids um so this is not a pattern um that we yeah that invites the best out of men and something to just be aware of and curious like when are when are you nurturing and caring from a very loving natural um uh, how do you say that intuitive space and when are you mothering and caring and nurturing from a space of yeah just over giving over caring um, not thinking about yourself anymore, completely getting yeah lost in doing all the things and serving and being in devotion and not really connecting back towards yourself and really taking care of you in the first place and then him in the second place. So just something to be aware of. And that basically flows into the next point, which basically um, Modestus brought into my awareness field because I didn't really think of this one. But he was like, okay, how to bring out the worst in men? It's well, he was saying when a woman doesn't feel sexy. I was like, okay, can you fine tune a little bit? What does that exactly mean? Um, he was saying like basically if a woman is not connected to her femininity, when she doesn't feel sexy or sensual or just in love with herself, um, that becomes 
that basically uninspires men. So as I was mentioning before, men have a really clear purpose in life. Um, the masculine in general is all about reaching goals, having a purpose, serving, protecting, providing for. Who are they protecting? Who are they providing for? They're designed, they're built to protect and provide for women, for the feminine. So they're here to be needed by women, to serve, um, to be inspired. Without women on this planet, men would probably not do a lot of things. Um, so the feminine brings the inspiration, brings the sparks, brings the beauty that inspires men to protect that, to to bring that out even more, to create safety for that beauty, for that inspiration, for that spark uh, of the world of earth. Um, and so when we as women start to completely lose track and don't take care of ourselves anymore. So for example, when we lose ourselves fully into mothering role, um, not just with your kids, but also with your partner, we fully like drop into and forget about ourselves. Don't put ourselves up on one anymore. Don't take care of ourselves. Don't, fill our own cup don't connect to our feminine power centers one of them is your sensuality is your creative energy then what starts happening is that often how that resent represents itself in the outside world and this is where Modestus was initially pointing to or starting was okay we don't dress nice anymore we become kind of like gray in our whole being uh, we don't really like yeah feel sexy or radiate that and that brings out not a very inspiring part in men then men basically don't really feel inspired to act or to behave or to to show up to protect and to provide um and so that starts to over time bring less yeah less support out so the worst in men and to add to that, he was beautifully sharing that it's really hard for men to love a woman who doesn't love herself. Um, and so I think one of the best things that you could do in order to bring out the best in men is to actually fill up your own cup, to really learn to love yourself, to love your femininity, to love being a woman, uh, as that automatically brings out the best in men and in the masculine and creates that support and that safety for you and that uh, security that a part of you so desperately longs for, that presence to just be held and supported and loved. Okay, so now another common pattern that we as women step into that bring out the worst in men is holding on to resentment, basically holding on to little past pains of little hurts, of saying things that even if we are hurt or our heart is like, oh, that was uncomfortable, we're like, no, I'm fine, everything is okay. So basically by hiding your feelings, um, starting to store these little, these little, uh, these little hurts. And so like putting on a little armor, putting on a little armor, holding on to more resentment, kind of being like, uh, I don't like that, uh, I don't like that. And starting to blame and shame over time, this leads to becoming passive aggressive towards men, this yeah, leads to just things as saying like, well, I've been hurt by men all the time in my life. So why would I trust a man ever again? Um, so basically not clearing out and moving your hurt and emotions and then coming to the core of it and actually expressing a need or clearing something out, creating a, a like fixing misunderstandings. Because again, as men and women, we approach this world differently. Um, and so that sometimes leads to misunderstandings, which hurt, we hurt each other. Uh, that has happened. Now, this is not something that needs to keep on happening. The more we become aware of how to support each other best and at the same time how to take responsibility for when we got hurt or when something wasn't feeling right for us 
learning to communicate that, but also learning to move through it. So holding on to little resentments is actually one of the biggest relationship killers um, over time that really kind of it's like this sneaky way that sneaks in of like oh a little thing you kind of push it to the site because I don't know it's small I don't want to get into a thing right now um, whatever I'm fine and by slowly keeping okay keep doing that enough little little moments uh, in life in daily life in connection to your partner at some point you'll have a mountain of resentment, which turns into anger, passive aggressiveness, becoming bitchy. Um, for example, in the last soulmate training, we had a couple which clearly uh, held on to so much resentment that now it came out into the, in almost like we don't want to be together anymore, just in constant pain that like even the smallest thing would basically trigger not just like a little bit of pain, but it will activate the whole mountain of unresolved pain. Um, so then the little thing as like he left a wet towel on the bed suddenly was like a massive big thing, thing where normally, yeah, that could be annoying. Okay, there is something there. Let's express, let's communicate communicate let's move this let's understand each other let's come back to love where that could have been I don't know a five minute little process now because of so many uncleared resentment it became like a lot of anger onto a small action which then puts him also fully in confusion mode of like what is happening because we tend to hide that resentment um, until we can't and then we just start to become really bitchy towards men and so this basically asks for a process in which you're going to be unraveling these past pains and hurts and clearing that and starting to de-armor the walls that you've built around your heart and slowly, slowly starting to open up. This was actually essential in me meeting my soulmate, meeting Modestus, was a journey of really opening up opening my heart like I even recorded an episode about how I met my soulmate in which I dive more into it but it was essential because before I yeah I was more acting like a man in a way in, in interactions of like no I don't care I don't need this I don't want to be seen as too needy or I don't want to um yeah be seen as attached I'm a strong independent woman and so I basically created a whole armor around my heart related to pain coming from my teenage years where I first started to interact more sexually and romantically to men and again as teenagers we don't get taught anything about sexuality or about differences between men and women or how to relate. Um, instead, we get taught, okay, put a condom on a banana and good luck. Now, that leads to us, yeah, getting hurt and getting traumatized in one way or another, often in our early teens, which then leads to basically, yeah, creating an armor of like, okay, having a shield on when we're connecting to the opposite sex, which goes for both men and women. Um, but the only thing that you can do for yourself is to dive into that. And in order to like slowly start breaking down, crumbling down some of those walls and clearing out some of that resentment. Because by holding on to all of that resentment, becoming passive aggressive, bitchy towards men, blaming and shaming them, seeing them as like they're only hurting me, I can't trust them, they're unsafe, uh, any other belief you hold about men, that's of course going to be bringing out the worst in men in the sense of then they don't even have a chance because you're now looking at men, every single man that you're walking into in your life from those goggles. Now, I'm not saying that there might have been things happening which were totally not okay. Um, but the behavior of one person doesn't have to define the behavior of the entire sex. So yeah, something to ponder on and to ask yourself, am I carrying 
am I holding on to this past pain and hurt? And is that still serving me? Or are you ready to start seeing it in a different way and to bring in healing and attract healing towards yourself? Because also what this leads to is that we tend to attract men, um, like we attract a certain pattern, we attract a certain men because they mirror something in us. They mirror the pain that we have or they mirror the lightness and the healing that we're carrying with us. And so if you're noticing you're attracting a type of men over and over and over again, that you're not like fully happy with it's like why is it again this emotionally unavailable man or why is it again this like um like not ready to commit kind of men uh, whatever it is basically it mirrors back something that's happening inside of you something that's an unresolved inside of you specifically when it comes to your relationship to the masculine something that most likely happened in your childhood or in your teens in your past some sort of hurt that's unresolved so um, this might not always be easy to point the finger back towards yourself, but it's essential in order to not only create a conscious, beautiful, fulfilling relationship, but also to just bring out the, the best in men in, in the masculine all around you um, is daring to look inside of like, OK, what is happening inside of me that this reality is showing itself in front of my face and if I want to change the reality I'll have to change something inside of me instead of keep pointing the finger to other people specifically towards men and blaming them that's not going to change anything and it also disempowers you it only not only disempowers men but it also disempowers you because basically you're saying someone else needs to fix that for you meaning that you don't have any power to fix it now you do have all the power to heal and to change things in order to do that, you have to point the finger back towards yourself and see where it's coming from. Now, very easy way to start kind of owning your feelings. Um, and I think also Alison Armstrong describes this really like innocently as an example in her book, um, where this old grand lady that's basically spreading or sharing her wisdom around men. She's been married for many years. And what she does is like if her feelings get hurt, if he does something or says something, um, she's not like not having these goggles on of like he was trying to hurt me but something happened and it hurt and she will just say ouch and then he will be like what what happened and she'll like oh this this really hurt and then straight away in that moment giving the opportunity for him to support in the healing to ask for what you really needed or to share what's really happening instead of something happens he says something does something oh hurt and then swallowing it holding it and he's like are you okay and you're like no i'm fine and not sharing it. That doesn't give an opportunity for support to heal. You hold on. And again, that creates this mountain of resentments. For example, I can give an example also uh, of a, an interaction between me and Modestus. I think it was a, a few months ago when I was in Europe and he traveled out to Thailand for a few weeks. And um, I was really, really missing him. And I was like, okay, what makes me feel, make me feel really loved and supported is if I wake up with a message from you. Um, and I expressed that desire and he was like, of course I can send you a message. I would love to. Um, and I'll do that. Now I woke up the next morning without a message from him. Ugh, this uncomfortable feeling. Okay, what can I do? What well, mind was saying, well, like, 
okay, there must be a logical explanation. Maybe he was busy, whatever happened there. But another part of me was saying like, oh, I don't like this. Like I can trust him. You see, like whatever I ask for, I don't get it. Like he doesn't love me. Um, so there was like different perspectives going on. So I could have just been with my logical mind. Okay, I'm fine. It really isn't that big of a deal. Like I'm still alive. Like I know we're still in a relationship. Like whatever but another part of me was really like oh this this hurt so there was basically two things that I did um instead of just holding on to this and then just I don't know at some point we'll call that day and I'll be a little bit distant a little bit cold and he doesn't really know where that's coming from and we creating slowly this disconnect between us um that is again not really serving if you want to create a foundation of love in your life um so instead I first of all own to my own feelings and we have a beautiful exercise that we've been taught a tool which is called the projection exercise which really helps to instead of point that finger out to be like but you didn't do this you can't be trusted um, it has this like you statement with a charge even though yes he said that he wouldn't do it and so there's reason of why I'm feeling that again these feelings are happening inside of me I'm making myself feel things he cannot make me feel things that's not how it works this is also key to understand in uh, for a conscious relationship is to understand that you're making yourself feel something so the fact that I feel discharged and want to like basically blame or shame or say you 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 means that okay there's something inside of me most likely that not only has to do with this specific situation because it feels way more painful than what the situation calls for so in that sense I had to do my own little work projection exercise to dive in to release to understand where it's coming from and basically I unraveled a pattern uh, where my dad would go travel a lot and I would really really miss him and I would not have a way to be in touch with him or to express that so I resolved and did my own inner work and then when the next time we called I just I communicated I shared of like hey uh, we said this and um it kind of hurt when I didn't woke up without a message from you. And I also, I was initially really, really hurt and I did my work and I found out it's connected to my dad. And at the same time, I'm like, um, yeah, can you like share what was happening from your side or can you just share that you really love me? Because all I want is just to be loved and to feel supported and loved by you. Um, so these are ways that you give the opportunity to, in the moment for him to apologize or for him to just hold space or share love and for in the moment to resolve that so it doesn't become a bigger thing, something that kind of lingers underneath the surface. Now, lastly, one way in which we bring out the worst in men as women is to be disrespectful. Respect is a really important word and theme when it comes to men. So to be disrespectful, to be ungrateful and to, yeah, basically um, taking him for granted, not really honoring and being grateful for the things that he's doing, providing. And so when we start to become ungrateful, when we start to be disrespect him uh, start to judge also again this is closely linked to emasculating men uh, when we start to yeah behave basically the opposite of of um, being respectful being grateful being loving and we start to just nag and complain and blame and shame this leads us down a path where really we start to bring out the worst in men where they don't want to do anything where they don't want to move off the couch where they don't feel inspired where they don't lead you where they don't feel like showing up so 
um, a way in which to bring the best out in men. That's actually what we're going to be transitioning into now. I already gave some like little insights and things here and pointers, but I'll walk through uh, it step by step. But really, one of the ways to bring out the best in men is to to honor, to worship, to be grateful, to say thank you for a lot of things and to really make him feel needed. I had this really fun little reel that Modesta sent me, which was uh, talking men talking about how it's really important for uh, men and also women to feel needed, but even more so for men, which is linked to, again, the men, the masculine being designed to support the feminine, to protect, to create that safety, to provide for the feminine and to protect that beauty and the radiance and the aliveness that the feminine brings in. And so without that purpose, men will basically be disconnected from what it means to be a man, will be disconnected from their sense of, I have a reason to be here. And then it just, they become either very risk taking and just like throwing away their life or they're just becoming couch potatoes and not wanting to do or show up for anything. And in order to make them feel needed, what's important is to, um, yeah, to ask for help, to actually ask them to serve, to protect, to provide, to um, show up for you, to help you, to love you. So asking for help. And at the same time, when you're receiving help, to really be grateful, to really be thankful, um, to really show that you appreciate it, even if it's not exactly how you wanted it, or even if it's not exactly uh, what you asked for. Still being grateful and thankful for his effort, um, his energy that he put into that is very important. And also they said like, yeah, make him feel needed um, and like be grateful and thankful for that. And when it's not exactly what you need, instead of being like, but this is not what I needed, trying to control straight away or trying to be like, but it had to be different straight away, judging or trying to adjust first being grateful, first being thankful. And over time, that will give you opportunity to fine tune um, wherever necessary. Um, but men are really, really sensitive to, um, in that way to criticism and specifically when it comes to them serving them trying to reach a goal them trying to fix create create a solution or find a solution for you and help you in that um it's really important that that effort initially is being seen is being like thanked of like oh wow um i see that you're showing up thank you so much for doing that so yeah ask for help like i also know again we as women tend to be in this strong independent women's syndrome in a way and refusing to ask for help now i i was like that a lot in my life where i wouldn't like i wouldn't let a man carry my bag or open door because i was like no i can do that by myself i don't need that support and i would almost feel offended until i started shifting that and realizing i'm like wait a minute the moment i started more connecting to my feminine to what it means to be a woman I started to see how beautiful those gestures are and to really receive that and to even ask for help. Like uh, I had to really learn to be like, no, but I can do that myself. Why would I ask for help? It's like, yes, you can do that by yourself. And is that really the thing that you need to prove right now? Or can you just actually allow yourself to receive and to let the masculine support you so to really put the man into his power into his purpose to support you to to serve to to provide and for you to really drop into your natural state of being which is to receive to ah like let yourself surrender and lean into that those qualities are really really essential in bringing out the best in men now, besides that, another essential skill in order to bring out the best in men has to do with 
communication. And it has to do with both parts of communication. And that is both with learning to listen and at the same time, learning to speak their language and communicate. Now, specifically when it comes to listening, really learning to listen to men, giving them space is going to open up a whole new world. Um, yeah, if you can find the patience for that and just um, the the presence for that. Because Alison Armstrong so beautifully describes, it's like a man will always tell you when he's finished sharing. And specifically because his brain, uh, a male brain is more single focus. Uh, that means it's more focused on reaching goals, on, on fixing, solving things, solving, um, going into a straight line to a certain way where the feminine brain is designed, uh, which is called dif with diffused awareness, meaning that we are constantly aware of all the little things around us. Now, one of the most common things in which this creates kind of like um, tension between men and women, a very like straight straightforward example of like when men and women are living together, you often hear this uh, complaint of women of like, how can you just like walk in or how can you just sit here and not see the million tasks that need to happen? How can you not see that the dishes need to happen? The trash needs to be thrown out. Um, this needs to be cleaned up. Why are there dirty socks on the floor here? Um, how can you just be like not aware of that and then sometimes what happens is that a man will walk into a room and he's like okay he came into the room with the intention of i need to grab my phone i forgot my phone let's grab my phone he will walk into the room grab his phone and walk out where for women we would walk into the room we came in with the intention of grabbing our phone the moment we stepped into the room, forgot about grabbing our phone because we see the million other tasks that still need to happen, start trying to fix those, and then at some point need to go, still not having our phone with us because we got distracted or we got focused on different things. So this is the result, in a way, of how our brains are designed differently. And so specifically when it comes to uh, when a man, when you ask a question to a man, what we tend to do as women is like, okay, we asked a question, they might not respond straight away, so we rephrase the question quickly. They they still are like not really responding, so then we give multiple choice answer. And then at some point he's already agitated and doesn't really want to share, and we're like, what's wrong? Why do not want to answer? And it becomes this like, again, agitation field. Now, instead, what is going to be really helpful is that you ask a question and then you listen. You really are patient. You pause. You're just being present. Even if there is moments of stillness, you just hold the, the stillness. You're not rephrasing it. Because his single focus brain, you gave him a question. That means, okay, single focus. I need to answer this question. So he will dive deep and try to do his best to get the best kind of answer, the best solution, the best whatever. Because he really wants to show up for you. Um, now, if you start changing course midway, straight away, then his brain is like, but we're going there constantly like then it suddenly has to reshift the question got rephrased then again a reshift and it becomes really discombobulating for their system like again with our diffused awareness we are aware of all these little things we can in that sense our brain like fires all the time is multitasking uh, that is not the same for men so in order to bring out the best in men it's essential to learn to listen and as Alison Armstrong so beautifully says is like a man will basically always tell you when he's done sharing he will tell you okay, yeah, that was it, or yeah, I'm done, or in whatever shape or form. So I'm going to give you this experiment to try out. If you ask a question or interact with a man, learn to listen. And what happens as a result is that men often will be like, wow, I felt 
so listened to. I felt so important because she was fully there with me. And that brings out this natural motivation to show up, to be more like there for you, to serve, because he felt valued um, in his masculine being in his um yeah needing to come up with an answer or to share really feeling seen now on the other hand of communication conscious communication there is and i'll, I'll call this framework i feel i need that will provide me with it's a super simple trick um but it's it's really key and very handy when it comes to communication between men and women and so specifically if there's something happening and you need something what really helps is to share like hey i feel this or this is happening for me i need this often that's where we stop like we are still able to okay this is how i feel uh, sometimes we don't even know what we need but like okay many of us still can ask for what they need and then we don't share this provides me with now again the masculine brain is really goal oriented it's looking for that goal that answer wants to fix wants to solve a problem wants to provide wants to understand um, what the result is wants to understand if it's the most um, return he can get on his investment let's say it like that this is the most efficient so if you provide him with all of this information he will be more easily able to tune in if that's something that he can offer if that's something he can surely be present with and show up for so you say i feel I need and this provides me with. So you give him the result, the outcome of when he does that. So I feel sad, I need a cuddle and that will provide me with this feeling of love um, and just, yeah, shine and radiance. So then he knows, okay, do I want that outcome? Yes, I would love to, to, to let my woman feel love, that that's what I'm here for. Uh, that's why I'm in a relationship where because I love her. So she gives me the opportunity to love her. Okay, for that, I need to do this. And then it's way more easy for him to show up for you in that way. So keep this, these two little tricks in mind and try it out. And if you do, let me know how you go and what the results are. I would love for you to share that with me um, because I'm, yeah, I'm super curious to find out the results of your experiment. So feel free to reach out and to send me a little message or even questions that come from that. Now, to wrap up, I want to share two more things that absolutely bring out the best in men. I've kind of already mentioned them during the podcast, but just want to put them into a spotlight. One of them is... Um, by you being in your feminine, by you being truly a woman, connecting to these feminine qualities of surrender, being able to receive your sensuality, your radiance, your shine, your creativity, connected to your heart, your love, your intuition, the more you are fully honoring and loving those parts of yourself and fully stepping into your feminine power, the more you will invite men to be in their masculine power, to be that support um, and to be that mirror, that um, opposite so you can actually weave together to find that ultimate blissful, truthful feeling that we're basically seeking for or trying to achieve through tantra and tantric wisdom, applying tantric wisdom in relationships or doing tantric meditations and practices. Um, and to really get that embodied experience. So this is not something that you can just read a book on and that's it. You'll have to do your own inner work to connect to your femininity, to your fluidity, to your emotions, to feeling, to your heart, to love, to having an open heart, uh, to your creativity, your menstruation cycle, connecting to your intuition. And that will naturally 
really invite the best out in the men around you wanting to serve to support you like to give an example super simple thing that happened a few weeks ago when I was still in Europe I also shared it on my Instagram when I had the bus by myself because Medessa was in Lithuania and I had to go wash it I've never washed a car in my entire life so this was going to be the first time so I was like okay I'm not sure how this is going I kind of postponed the entire day until I drove into the car wash finally and I saw how I had to turn back with the car and I was like oh my god this is going to be so challenging and there were three men standing there they saw me struggle they straight away offered support and eventually they ended up even doing the whole washing job for me so unexpected so like where does this come from um, and it just felt like this beautiful confirmation in a way of how the masculine will show up in your life if you're daring to be feminine because there was a moment there of like I don't need their help can I trust them really like am I am I gonna allow myself to I don't know my mind would judge like as stupid or as like not able to drive good enough or whatever and then I was like by thoughts I don't care um, I love receiving yes I'm saying yes to this offer this proposal um, and therefore yeah really really being in your feminine power connected to your feminine in your softness in, in your heart that will definitely for sure bring out the best in men in the masculine uh, in your not only romantic relationship but also the men all around you and then lastly, the point around a man's sexuality, how essential that is for it to be honored and valued, because basically their sex center, it's the root chakra, that's a masculine positive polarity, as we call it in Tantra. That means this is a man's power. He gives through this and the woman gets to receive the gift of the masculine when it comes to this center. You can see that actually physically represented in the body by the lingam, man's penis, going outwards. Well, we have our vagina, it's like inwards. It's like literally an open space in which we get to receive. Um, so it's really beautiful. I found that really mind blowing to see that these principles are not just like woohoo principles. No, they're actually represented in the physical body as well. Um, so anyways, the, the sex center is a man's, man's power center. That means it is linked to this instinctual primal nature to sexuality, but also to security and safety. Uh, and this is often something that we as women long for to feel to feel that safety to feel the presence to feel the security that the masculine or a man can provide now as again bringing out the worst in men is if we cut off and fully shame and blame his sexuality now what is essential is that we worship and honor specifically if you're in a romantic relationship a really easy way to do this for or with your partner and then see the results that come from that is to physically worship and honor his lingam. That doesn't mean you need to now give him a blowjob or jerk him off uh, because that's sometimes confused because that's the only way in which we know what sexuality means is more like the physical act of it. But there is also more of an energetic way. And it's um, really like this dropping into your devotional space. And we sometimes, that means like actually physically bowing down or placing a hand on his sex center, on his lingam, and just like bowing down, holding space. Like with this bringing all your love and attention towards this like honoring of this center of his body of this power that he brings in um, so this is something you can definitely do with your romantic partner now if you're not in a romantic partnership it's not that you're just gonna like okay can I honor and worship your lingam place your hands there you, you won't do that with a random stranger um, but start paying attention to how you are blaming shaming having judgments around men's sexuality um, and yeah, seeing where those are really coming from and if those are 
something that you want to keep on believing about men and their sexuality. Um, because yes, we have a lot of difference or there's a, a difference and a, sometimes a discrepancy between a female sexuality and male sexuality. But that doesn't mean, again, that it's bad. Again, we're not looking at men from the perspective of like they're hairy women. No, they're men. So what does that mean? How can we understand that? How can we create space for that? How can we honor that? How can we worship it? Um, because in the end, we do want the secure new safety that they provide. The feminine longs for that power to feel that support. Um, so basically shaming their sexuality and blaming it, it's not going to work. Um, so doing the opposite is essential to bring out the absolute best in men. With all of that being said, I have a very exciting new workshop that I'll be offering in a few weeks, which is called Understanding Men. So in this episode, I dove into, okay, patterns in which we bring out the worst in men and how to start shifting it around to start bringing out the best in men, in the masculine, and just men not only in romantic relationships, but men anywhere around. Super, super helpful. And I invite you highly to start experimenting and just in general, bring your awareness more to it. That's where all the shifts will come from and initiated, be initiated from is from this space of bringing awareness and this intention of like, I want my relationship with men to be different. Now, in this workshop called Understanding Men, we're going to be diving even deeper into this subject, really diving into differences between men and women. Also, starting to do some inner work on, okay, shifting some belief system belief systems around when it comes to men and using some tantric exercises and embodiment tools to start really tuning in to learn to really understand men from an embodied perspective so that it's not something that you just only have to think about with your mind, but that will naturally just create this spaciousness for men to be men and then connecting to your feminine so you actually start to attract the masculine more into your life, letting it come towards you. Um, so these are some of the things that we were diving into into this workshop. Understanding men, it's going to be at the end of July. Tickets are only 22 euros with a maximum of 100 seats. So 100 spots only available. I would say check out all the information which is to be found in the podcast description. Grab your spot. You will also receive a replay afterwards, so you'll have the material forever. And I can guarantee you that this is something you have not been taught in school and that will for sure change the way you perceive men, you relate to men, and it will bring a way bigger understanding of how men function and in connection to that, how you function and how to bring out the best, not only within yourself as being a woman, but also in men being men so that you can create this bridge between the two, a skill that you can use in your romantic partnerships or relationships or with lovers, but also with the men everywhere around you. So this workshop is really for, in that sense, any kind of woman that wants to have a beautiful relationship with men and to form the bridge, be the bridge maker that basically connects men and women back together so that we can start living a life in this world where we support each other, lift each other up. We're forming a team. Um, and that is where basically the ultimate bliss and love and peace on this earth will come from. So if you want to be part of that movement, if you want to be part of that change, uh, join the workshop Understanding Men. I hope to see you there. And for now, this is the end of this podcast. If you have any questions, 
any comments, anything, I would love to hear from you. I love uh, receiving messages on how the podcasts were for you, the episodes, what it inspired you, how it brought you value. So please feel free to reach out to me personally on Instagram at Dika Terrible. And I hope to see you in the next one. Thank you.